Hey, if you didn't do it there, then some people followed online, and I'm telling you, somebody sent me a message. But it's a powerful thing. And uh, I have received several messages from church members as well. And I trust that the Lord will give us victory on every side. And give us peace on every side. The devil is a bad devil. <laughs> when I used to hear the Americans say the devil is a bad devil, I said, is there a, bad, is there a good devil? But they, later they told me that when they do that, is to emphasize the fact that the guy has nothing good in him. He's a, just a bad devil. He does bad things. Amen. And uh, though you and me are on the side of victory because of what Jesus has done for us, he tries to take advantage of us. And so today I'll be talking about taking back your dominion part three. Amen. I trust that this three series will be with you and uh, you can go back to the uh, Facebook and listen to them. That is the advantage about the Facebook. Now you can go there and take all the messages one after the other and listen. Amen. But I want us to read a text from 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30 about David. 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm reading from the verse 1 to 8 and then the verse 17 to 18. 1 to 8 and 17 to 18. First Samuel chapter number 30. Shall we stand for the reading of our opening scripture? They have denied us. Uh, Solo and his people have denied us uh, this in, in front here. So I don't know why. So I'll be forced to read from my, my tablet. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city. And behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinom the Jezreelite and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Camelot. And David was greatly distressed, for the people speak of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. Sorry. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought Tida the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail 
he covered all. And David, so verse verse 17 now. I'm jumping to verse 17 and 18. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camel and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. May God give you a recovery of everything that the enemy has taken away from you. We are so much, we are so much blessed of life, of strength, of, of, of many things. But sometimes the enemy steals one or two things. But may God give you a recovery. I like the way the Bible says, and David recovered all. But the Bible says, pursue. And thou shalt surely overtake them and will recover all. And that's what he did. May the Lord add the blessings to the reading of his word. Shall we take our seat? I'm still talking about taking back your dominion. And this is the part three. Sometimes things happen to Christians. And sometimes there are things that are, are not pleasant experiences that you don't want to remember and uh, if you are not careful you'll be questioning god all the day why should this happen to you but certain things do okay around us one because we are still in the world we are physically here and we have an enemy say we have an enemy we have an enemy the devil is our enemy and he has his forces so they'll be fighting they'll be doing things so things happen. Uh, some things may happen. We, we don't say some things should happen. But they may happen. You need to understand that. In such instances, you and me will not have to uh, think everything is over. No matter what you go through, which you don't like, never come to the place where you think it is over. Or it is finished. Or something is lost forever. All is not lost. It is also not too late when things happen for you to rise back or bounce back and be stronger. So two things. Anything that Anything that happens, all is not lost. The believer is not somebody who something happens to you and you lift up your hands and say, No, Hassan. The moment you do that, the camp of the enemy starts rejoicing because they know you have the ability to come after them. In fact, the devil wants to have every ability to take back everything that he has. He has taken from you. So, when you lift up your hands and give up and say, it is finished. Oh, the enemy's camp rejoices. So, all is not lost. That's the first thing you must know. You must also know that it is possible for you to, to also come back. And it is not too late. There is nothing late about the believer rising up to do things. You can come back and do it and become powerful. 
Perhaps you thought that in five years' time I should have been here. But you realize ten years now you have not been there. No, it's not too late. Look, the capacity a Christian has because of Jesus can take you within a short time and make up for all the losses for many years. I prophesy that somebody's life will be faster. Your life will be faster in recovery than it was in losing the things. Am I talking to somebody? No, you just need to know that it is not too late. Tell somebody it's not too late for you. You can still become who God wants you to be. And even more. Can I hear somebody talk to somebody and, and, and shout a big amen to that? We can still become some things and more. Because of who God has made us. <laughs> because of who God has made you. Amen. And that is exactly what David did. That's exactly what he did. They come back to Ziklag and realize the place has been burned down. Their families have been taken captive. Children and wives and everything go. The Bible said they wept until they had no power to weep again. But then, I like this. All of a sudden they realize that all is not lost. This is not the end of it. We can recover. Am I talking to somebody? And the Bible says he recovered all. May you recover all. May you take back everything that the enemy has taken. Now, it is... But you need to understand that for sometimes for peace to prevail, it must be preceded by war. This is not the language of the world. UN doesn't believe in what I'm saying. But in the spirit realm, it's more real. That until you fight a certain war, you will never be peaceful. Spiritually, it is more real. This statement I make it. Physically, UN doesn't believe in that. You know, all over since yesterday, there's tension between India and Pakistan. And they are both nuclear powers, and nobody knows what will happen. <laughs> And that's all the clash in the air. So everybody's tense. People are talking everywhere. Everybody's tense. Hey, hey, they must hold them. So in the world, they don't know this that sometimes for you to have peace, war must proceed. War must be. You see, the kingdom of darkness, until you fight it and bring silence to the place, you can't have peace. I'll show you some things in the Bible. And that's why the moment you are enrolled as a child of God into the kingdom, when Christ gets you saved, he tells you you are in a battlefield. You must fight for your peace. You must fight for your children. You must fight for your future. You must fight for your home. You must fight for your business. You must fight for your work. You must fight for every space God has given you. Otherwise, you won't see peace. So, in spiritual realm, it is more real to understand that for peace to prevail, you must fight. And that is one of the things that I want you to see tonight. If you want to take back your territory, you must be ready to fight. No, no, no. You must be ready to look at the devil and say, this one, no. This time, no. This time, no. This area, no go. I'm not going to allow you. Listen, 
until you are ready to fight, you can never have it. If you sit quietly, the devil does not know. <laughs> Amen. So, David realized that, hey, if we want this peace, we have to fight. And throughout David's life, that's what he learned. There's no end to everything. I can fight. I, I can still rise up. I can fight. I can win the battle. I can recover all. I, David's life has been like that. Amen. Jesus did the same thing for us. Look at David when he was growing up. At the age of 17. And in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17. I don't know why it's 17, 17. But he was 17 years. When he had to go and face Goliath. So that he can bring peace to his people. Jesus fought to secure the dominion of, of the church. I like the way Ephesians chapter 2, chapter 1, the verse 20 to 23, puts the way Jesus brought dominion to the church. He said, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that faileth all in all. Jesus had to fight to make this dominion available to us. Look at his life. He had to fight even to the point of death. Resist the enemy to the point of death. Colossians 2 chapter 13, the verse 15, put it another way. I like that one. He says, and you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, brought in at the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities, powers, he made a shield of them, openly triumphing over them in it. He made a shield. He triumphed over them. It was a battle. Now, so the church has been given the mandate to continue that battle. When we want to see anything and take your dominion, I want you to know that there is no other way but to fight and take it. The devil will never give you your dominion on silver platter. You say you are too gentle, take it. In fact, the more gentle you are, you think, who can say, oh, no, oh, no, how? Am I talking to somebody? So, the believer is born to fight. Spiritual warfare is not physical. You are supposed to fight. Go back to your village, fight. Dethrone the witches from their throne. Let them not have dominion over your family. Stop that kind of nonsense that the enemy is doing in the family. You have the ability to fight and to overthrow. Until you fight, you will see peace. Amen. You can silence nations. I like the way Paul put it. Paul is one person who fought. He said, as in a manner of man, I have fought the beast of Ephesus. In other words, the principality that was controlling of Ephesus, that demon that was sitting, that principality that was controlling the whole of the city of Ephesus, I fought it. And you know what was in Ephesus? They had gods. 
massive gods. The people were serving gods, heavy gods. But Paul realized that these gods were being controlled by one principality. He calls it the beast of Ephesus. He said, as a man of I have fought the beast. May you fight every beast in your village. May we fight the beast in Ghana. Any spirit that is controlling our territory, may we fight it. Am I talking to somebody? I was listening to Bishop Oedipo last Sunday. Hey, the man was wild. Hey. He said, what is this Nigeria? Come on election, we can know who. Before the election, the results are in people's hands. He said, what kind of country? He fought, and I'm telling you, he, he prayed some prayers against anything. He said, anybody who doesn't want Nigeria to go up, the person must go down. And you should hear the echo of amen. Listen to me. Until you fight some things, you will never have peace. You came into a family. None of your senior brothers and your sister's marriage is working. You think you also work? It should be enough to tell. I told you last Sunday. As a certain physical occurrences must tell you that there is something behind. At least even if you are not aware, don't assume. They have said nobody should be rich in that family. But you want to be rich. Oh, you must fight to have it. And you can have it too. But you must know what you, can, you have to do. Listen to me. Christians who are not fighting, when they see anything, they, and now, now, unfortunately, believers today, we have become so lazy, eh? because God has anointed men of God. We want men of God to lay hands on us within minutes that everything will work. And I tell you, when they lay hands on us, it works too. It works. I'm sure when they lay hands on you immediately, you've got it. But when you walk out here, the Bible says when a devil leaves you, he goes to Rome. And then when he's coming back, he comes to find it garnished. And he goes back and brings one. Seven more who are more wicked than him. And then they come. That is why sometimes we take one step forward and four steps backwards. May that never be your portion. But listen to me. You need to understand that you are fine. If your life, you find out that your Christian life it's not going on well. It shouldn't be something you should say, well, as for me, that's the way it is. No. Are you the only Christian? From TT. You have to fight. Say no to it. I won't accept this one. That is not my portion. I resist it. And I will show you what to do this night. When you want to take dominion, you have to be ready to fight. For peace to prevail in your family, fight. Amen. Amen. Don't allow it. They are taking your child off from school. Because the demons are playing around. So that he will never make it in class. Why? No, no, no. Say no. My child is not supposed to be last in class. You even say amen. amen. So you should pray. They, they pray, pray. Somebody say, well, but education hasn't got anything to do with it. Some of it has got to do with it. Some of it has got to do with it. Amen. I said some of it has got to do with it. I, I have come to a place I will, I will look for the spiritual reason first. And if I don't have before I look for physical reasons. Because I don't want to assume. So we know a physical No, I will first of all say which devil is doing this. If I, have, if I find out that there is no devil then I will look for what to do. <laughs> Can somebody say hallelujah somebody? It's important for us to know 
that sometimes for peace to prevail. That's why Jesus fought. Look at him in the temptation. He had to resist the devil. And the devil will come back say, hey, take him here. He will resist. No, he will take him here. No, he will take him there. No, he will take him there. The devil kept moving. Who would you say? No, he will fast you here. No, no, no. No, he will go and plan and come again. But you will fight him. When you fight him, two, three, four, five, he will leave you. In that area, you may be a champion. Am I talking to somebody? So we, we, we fight to, to create our peace. Hallelujah. The enemy's persistence knows no boundary. He persists. Yesterday we saw that on Sunday. He will go and come again. He left Jesus for a season. They will go walk in dry places and return. The enemy, the devil, his agents, both demons and human agents. And now I'm adding something. The devil has agents. Say the devil has agents. And the, the, the number one agents are demons. Say demons. Or what we call evil spirits. But the number two are the human agents. Witches, wizards, occultists, that are also opposing. Listen. Listen to me. There are people around us. I am telling you. If you know what they are doing around you, you will pray every day. Don't be afraid of them. They can't get you. But you should not also take things for granted. The demonic people have increased too much. Now, unfortunately, when they see us, they know. But we see them, we don't know. May God open your eyes to see them around you. Amen. I ever had one man, one like that in my family. And my mother used to be afraid. They said the man was powerful. He said, I shouldn't be joking. No. The, the man, I said, I told my mother, I said, ah, you get back to me, you don't know where I've passed. Where he has passed? I'll pass somewhere. I said, which I mean, when I come, I go straight to him. And I'll give him money, he takes. He said, I shouldn't give him oh, my uncle. Let me give you money, he take. One day he called his children and said, if he doesn't leave this house, he will die. They should build a house quickly for him. They built the house, he moved. And still, when I come, I pursue him there. He got paralyzed, laid on the bed. He can't get up. And when I come, I will go into his room, go and knock and enter and greet him and give him money and leave. You would, listen to me. I am telling you, there are serious, dangerous people around us. But you see, we are not supposed to, you, you don't need to know them physically. All you need to do is to fight spiritually and they are ineffective around you. Don't go and be looking for witches. Fight them and they can be ineffective. They will advise themselves. <laughs> what I like is when they advise themselves to move. So we are not saying go and be looking. Who is a witch? Who is a witch? No, no, no. You are wasting your time. By the time you find them, they, are, they will have finished you. Be ready to fight. Tell somebody be ready to fight. So we have, we have, we have Satan. The devil is our enemy, but he has agents, demons, the ones we can't see, spirit beings. But the physical beings, he has anointed with demons. They are also there operating and operating around us. And sometimes, the funny thing is that you can be living in your house and all the people staying around you are them. You know what I mean by they are them. They are staying, the house behind you, the one in front of you, the one next to you, you know, 
Anytime you come, good morning, they look at you say, go away. That is why when you are a Christian and you know how to pray, before you realize they are moving from their houses, even if it is their personal house, they will rent it and go and move somewhere. Because you have taken over the space, they are uncomfortable. May you make demons uncomfortable around your space. May you make witches uncomfortable around you. May them, when they are flying, may they come to your place. I remember those days. Evangelist Akwesi Amwakum. He gets your time. He said, any demon who will rise up tonight, you will fall. And the following morning, you will see them hanging, lying in, in bush paths. They can't see to come back home. And the first time I saw witches like that was in Obuasi. He came to Obuasi sector and was doing a meeting. That was the time I got Holy Ghost baptism. He announced these three days, no witch will fly here. Hey! The following day, we were baffling the zest of people who were in the park. Crying and begging, he said, <laughs> Give your life to Christ, or you will die now. <laughs> they were giving their life to Christ and going home and bringing their pots to be bent. Say, One for one, mirror, they will be with the CA. Amen. Take over the space, charge your environment. You can be here and still do it in London. You can be here and do it over your daughter in America. You can be here and do it over your father in the village. Because you are part of that blood. You belong to that house. You can say no to the devil. But for peace to prevail, there must be a battle. We are too quick. We have allowed Satan to be doing whatever he likes. But today, I ignite some fire inside you. May your words begin to bring down every authority of Satan in your space. Can I hear you shout a big amen? The devil is always seeking for ways to control territories, families, homes, children, future, businesses. He's looking for ways. And one of the things that is not good is when a couple are in the house and they are fighting and they can't pray. It's worse. They can't pray, they are fighting. They are never in their hands to pray together about their business and their children. Only argument. Oh no, but something the Because there are two, the Bible says two shall chase what? Ten thousand. One shall chase a thousand. Two shall chase ten thousand. Why you put your strength together? You do many, many things. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And you are there arguing unnecessarily over nothing. Angry and lying and showing your backs to one another. Oh, no, to Praise the Lord. Because he knows that if there is peace in the house, he's in trouble. So, human agents, the devil always seeks two ways to control. He wants to control, first of all, your life. Say, my life. Come on, say, my life. He is looking for your life. 
I told you on Sunday, when you are born again, he cannot possess you. He can possess an unbeliever. An unbeliever can be totally taken over by Satan. But you, when you are born again, he cannot because your spirit is already occupied by the Holy Ghost. But then what he can do is to dominate you. So he takes an area of your life, your mind, lust, something, eyes, and he takes it. He puts it on you. Fornication, drunkenness, he puts it on you. He dominates you with that thing until you are finished. So you are a Christian, all right? You speak in tongues, all right? But that thing that is happening is a domination of your soul. He dominates an aspect of your soul. Takes hold of it. You can't lose yourself. And that's why you can see people in church born again. And just when, when you know some of the things they do, you ask yourself, why? So this Christian can do this. Steal. A Christian, he can steal. Oh, I'm telling you. Mm. He's fixing tongues. He sits in church. But he's looking for young girls to sleep with them. Entice men. Finish up. There are those who don't like anybody but people's husbands and people's wives. And he's a believer. He speaks in tongues. And they convince themselves that when they speak in tongues, they cleanse themselves. <laughs> no, it's a domination of your soul. It's a, you see, he cannot possess you. So he has taken some part of you and he's controlling it. You can say no to it. You can say no to it. You can say no to it until he takes his hands off from you. You can take control of your own life. The second thing is that he wants to control your space around you. Your family. When I talk about space, I'm talking about your home. Whether you are a child or you are a father or a mother. Where you live is your home. He can dominate. Why is it that your family does always fight? Fight. Fighting. Why? No, no, no. Sometimes it is not normal. Amen. And when the devil makes sure that he has put the wrong person there, if that wrong person doesn't go, trouble. What makes him and what hard him? I personally believe, as a Christian, it's not everybody who can stay with you. You must check the spirit of that person before the person stays with you. Sometimes you may not know the person will come, but if you are praying and your house is charged, the person will advise himself. <laughs> the person will advise you. Am I talking to somebody at all? I said, take back your dominion which Christ brought for us. So your space is your home, your family, your work, your business, your marriage, your children, your future. Your academic work or your school, which you are doing. That's your space. And you don't want the enemy to come near you or to plant any demon around you or to take over by any kind of human agent. Listen, sometimes the oil you have gone to pour, I've told you, some people will leave, will leave your environment. When they come and tell you, don't, don't beg them to stay. 
Why you Huh? And yes, Only they know why they are running away. But how does he take over? When men slept. Say when men slept. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 13, the verse 24, 25. Jesus said, God came and planted good seed. Say good seed. Good seed. But then he said, but while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tears. When we sleep, the sleep here is not just physical sleep. It could also mean physical sleep. Would that too much? Some of you, you sleep too much. You love sleep. No, a Christian cannot be sleeping like that. And cock will be crowing before you get up. If you are a Christian who must sleep and cock must wake you up. Where is the Holy Spirit and the cock in the Inyano? Cock. How can cock wake you up? Holy Spirit is with you. He should wake you up, not cock. No, I'm serious about it. Don't think I'm joking. Control yourself when it comes to sleep and pray. Those of you who sleep until your children come and pull your leg, they say, eh, eh, what is the time? Every day like that. If it's once a while, we may say you got tired yesterday, but it should not be your lifestyle. I know I won't get an amen. amen. And you know something? We, we, those of us who are getting older, and they, we are the ones who are excusing ourselves. Listen, we are excusing ourselves. Who was the one? Was it uh, Wesley who said, who, who, who said he was backsliding? When he was 80 something, and could not pray for three hours. He said he was backsliding. We are those, those of us who are old. We use it to excuse ourselves. But rather, when you read, you will hear that the old people were rather on their knees praying for their grandchildren and great-grandchildren to become men of God. Who would they just excuse? And a older. And your space is being controlled. Your grandchildren are being, becoming wayward. You are not seeing it. You are sleeping. No, no, no. So, you shouldn't use it. Me, I think, as you are growing older, you should be even be more concerned about your, the church of God. I mean, look at the body of Christ. And you can be worried. Hey, where is the church going today? And be on your knees and pray until revival comes. The day you get to heaven, they'll say, this is over. But they are in the Bible. Simeon and Anna. How old were they? 30, 85. And they dedicated themselves to pray until they see the Christ. I hear John, the apostle. He was so old, over 90. He couldn't walk. When they are going to the church, they will go and help him. He will come to church. He will come and sit there and say, little brother, uh, uh, my little children, love one another for love is of God. <laughs> he has seen everything. This is a man they fried in oil and he didn't die. He has seen everything. So he was encouraging. So age is not an excuse. China. You can't be sleeping when your child is studying in China. You should be praying. I'm not talking to somebody at all. When man slept, and the sleep is also part of physical sleep. Listen. As for physical sleep, a Jew too much will backslide it. And I'm talking to the young people who can sleep and get up and just bath and go to work. 
You want to control your space and you sleep like that. Satan will play with your head. That is, eh? Totals. Satan will use your head for total. What is the higher? What is the higher? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and say amen, somebody. When men sleep and spirituality, you shouldn't sleep. Spiritual sleep is when you become spiritually inactive. You're not. You're not. The word of God is not in you. Prayer is not in you. You are not loving things of God. The word of God is not there. Prayer is not there. Fasting is not there. You are asleep. Everything. Sometimes you can come to a place where you don't even love church. You are sleeping. Spiritually, you are sleeping. And things are happening. When the enemy sees you are sleeping, he does things fast. Spiritually, you must be hot. Keep yourself hot. Number two. When we vacate our roles or create vacancy around our around us by our spiritual absence sometimes spiritually you are absent you create vacancy like the one that jesus said that the enemy goes around and comes we they normally say uh, nature abhors what vacuum when you leave your room somebody will come if you are a husband and you leave your spiritual room you are giving your wife over for people. <laughs> I'm saying this. <laughs> Listen. You have to know your wife is your wife. Come ahead. There are people who are vultures out there. I heard a lecturer say, ah, for him, it is married people he likes. He gave some vulgar reason. I don't like to mention it. He went and made that statement to one of my friend's wife. Hey, the lady got wild. He was trying to touch her. They say, hey, don't you not marry? So he said, I worry for Nkwana. Yeah, that's what it is. Is it? Yeah, well, ring. So, and so what? Ring. I had something on TV. You wear the ring, and I will take the man. Have you ever heard it? That's how the young women are saying it outside. So you 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 wear the ring and give us a man. <laughs> and they're proud to say it. I heard this on national TV. So you can't create vacancy. You can be outside, but your wife is still in your heart, and you are still in her heart. You have not left the neighborhood. One of the things I hate is that you and your wife had a small disagreement. Because that, those things can happen. And you got angry and left the house. Huh? Satan said, wow. I'll take advantage of this house. You have created a problem in the house you can never solve. Except you wake up. It's a disagreement, but you can patch up. Even if you disagree, you can patch up. I don't need to dis I don't need if my wife and I have a little disagreement, it is not enough for me to create a vacancy and leave the house. I remember I did it once in Wa. Hey, 
I took my bicycle. 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 Let me the me Bicycle. The first bicycle me you have heard me say this. I went halfway. The Holy Spirit said, Where are you going? He said, You are a dead man. If you get out here and something kills you, that's all. Where are you going? You have let that woman like that. I went back quickly and kept my bicycle and went and laid down. Proud. Look, quiet. When my wife saw her come, she came back and looked at me like this and went back. Because she couldn't even talk. Because she knew I was angry. And, but I couldn't tell her what had happened to me. Since then, I decided. <laughs> no matter how heated the disagreement is, she's my wife. And she knows I haven't left her. And we are there. Never create that kind of speech. Satan likes that. Your children, you are angry. Turned off. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't create such vacancy for the devil. Create such space for him. Am I talking to somebody? The children of Israel, God gave them a land. They got up because of hardship. They went into Egypt. 400 years. They forgot that they had a land. They started producing and doing everything there. By the time they were away, another pharaoh came and tormented them. They forgot they had a hope. By the time they got there, the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the, the what? They, they, were, they had seized the land. They now had to go and fight. Say fight. They had to fight to get it. The land they gave, <laughs> the, I like the way the Bible is said, the land which I swore unto thy fathers. Exodus. I've given it to you. I swore unto your father, Abraham, and gave it to you. Never abandon your role. Your responsibility, don't abandon it. Spiritually, physically, don't. If you're a man and even you stop giving your wife money, somebody will give him money. You stop buying cloth for your wife, somebody will buy one for her. Mm. You are a woman, you stop congratulating your husband, somebody will congratulate your husband. No, no, they will congratulate her. Also. Why are they power? Why are they power? You will it him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, it is said that when parents are not very close towards their children, they don't congratulate them, thank them, and appreciate them, and let them know they are doing well. That is where young ladies fall prey into. Because you don't say it. Some people start saying it as a... But if you are saying it and somebody is saying it as a, it's not new to her. Am I teaching you something at all? If you keep telling your husband she's... she's She's whatever. Find that thing to say it. Hmm? Find it. Overall, you're a hair. Hair, yeah. Hair, yeah. Hair, yeah. What is that? Uh, uh, uh. That's your husband or your wife you are calling like that. 
<laughs> Amen. The third thing is when we refuse to drive them out of our space. Now, sometimes what happens is that certain intruders come into our space. Intrude. They intrude into your space. And you have to drive them. You see, sometimes as we walk around, you may meet one or two people at workplace. You, you just got employed into a workplace office. You are sitting with some people, they are around. And they happen to come around you and you, you are like friends. But immediately you start realizing that this person is of a contrary spirit. You, you cut off. When you refuse to drive things out of your space, they entrench themselves in your space. This guy, you know, is not correct. You have entertained this guy uh, until he cannot put his hand around your neck. Very soon, he's going towards your waist. The next place, nobody can sell. Oh, yeah, that's it. Because once you know, you said, you just said, don't make yourself Tarzan. You are a human being. I asked somebody, I said, why did you go to the house of the person when you know that he was not born again and you are not married? You can't be crying now. We have no coordinates. And you know the person, the way the person talks, you know this person. And yet, you won't cut off. And we do the same thing spiritually. Even wrong people. We have noticed. Some people you see their life, they, they are funny. And you are still entertaining them as friends. When they entertain themselves, what they can do to you is, is, is serious. Amen. God asked the Israelites, when you go, sack them. They went and left some of them. The Jebusites, they sacked everybody. Uh, uh, what is his name? He sacked Caleb and his people. They sacked everybody and left the Jebusites. Next door. In fact, some of them cried. They went into agreement with them. Later on, that was where Goliath appeared from. Philistine. If they sacked all of them, Goliath would never have appeared. Now Goliath has appeared with his three brothers or four brothers, huge. Uh, and he alone could torment them. When he talks, they all run away and hide. But thank God for David. May you be the David of your family. May you be the David of our nation. May you be the David for everything that God has created you for. Can I hear somebody shout a big amen? Yeah. They suck and left some. There are people you must run away. We call that for 40 years. <laughs> you take off. You don't want to get, have anything to do with that. I had one of when, before I got born again, I had this friend. Hey! His exploits were too bad. No, no, no. The guy sleeps with any woman he meets. And those days when we were not even born again, we should wonder why he, how he could do that. No, he wouldn't meet you three days and he hasn't flooded. Now, he, became, he was, we were very close. I was not like him. But I was unborn again anyway. When I got born again, we went to the same safe form. I started pulling my distance. He tried. He couldn't get closer to me. 
He tried. He couldn't get preserved. When I got born again, I started taking my distance. And that was all. He never got me. At, later on, he was working in Bolaga. He was sick, and I went there to visit him. He had stroke. I went there with my wife to go and visit. He knew my wife do because one day I met him in Bolaga and I introduced the lady I want to marry. So we went to see him. He couldn't speak well. The wife went and brought him outside. I had gone to visit him a number of times when he was sick, but this time through, he was talking. I was not hearing. The wife said, "He says, hold that thing you have." Take hold of it. That thing you have, keep it. It's good. And my wife looked at me. Because, you see, listen to me. There are times some people are there. Even they are human agents of the devil. And God will show you a little. And what you need to do is to drive them out of your space. Sometimes it's not physical, but you can use spiritual means to cut off. He cannot be my friend. He will be a distant person. Hello, hi, good. Everything all right? Good, that's all. Just recently, I told my wife, there were some neighbors around us. I thought I thought they were good people. But I told my wife, I said, take charge of this. Let's cut off. Amen. So, drive them out. There's another one when we ignorantly give the enemy permit to stay in our space. There are times you give the enemy permit to stay in your space. The, you see, when the devil came to Jesus, you will pick him to this. Jesus said, no, 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 no. It is written. It is written. It is written. When you keep resisting the devil, you are not giving him permit. He can't stay in your space. He will leave you. So there are things that may be confronting you, but you must continue to resist it. If you leave it, it will take residence. It will take residence in your life. So keep fighting it. Keep rejecting it. Keep, keep throwing it off. The Bible says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, let me, let me finish by, by showing you this. Can, can you, let's re read this. Just give me five minutes to finish this. First Kings chapter 5, the verse 2 and 4. And Solomon went to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David my father could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the sole of his feet. Do you understand that? So Solomon had inherited his father. And he went to King Hiram. King Hiram is a hidden god, a, a hidden king. And told King Hiram, King Hiram was his father's very good friend. And he told the father, the King Hiram, he said, King Hiram, you know that my father couldn't build a house for the Lord because he had wars to fight. Say wars to fight. Wars were all around him. He fought them out until God brought all of them under his feet. Now look at the verse 5. The verse 4. He says, But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence or evil occurrence so the lord has now given me peace rest on every side may your children have rest on every side 
May your family have rest on every side. Why? Because you must fight the battle for the rest to come to every side. You must fight. Fight the battle. Every believer, we must fight the battle until there is rest in Ghana. Can I hear you say amen? He said, now the Lord has given me rest on every side. Why? Because my father fought the enemies. Ah, that's why he couldn't build. He was not telling King Hiram, I want to build a house for my father. There are things you couldn't do, but when you fight for your children, they will do better for you. You must fight for your future. Fight for your destiny, your grandchildren. Fight any demon that is in the family resisting them. Amen. Let me quickly tell you how to fight. Three things. Number one, inquire of the Lord. Anytime you are going through certain things you don't understand, please go to God and see. God will show you. Don't, don't assume. Inquire, on, 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 on. inquire before the Lord means go to God. Listen, God wants to show you hidden things. Many things. God, is, God does not want to keep them away from you. He wants to show you. The Holy Spirit will show you. So go to him. For eye has not seen, neither ear has heard, neither have entered into, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of a man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals. Please, inquire. When you are inquiring of the Lord, seek God's understanding. I want to understand this thing that is happening. Why this? Why am I going through this? Lord, I know this is not your way. I know that the word of God, this thing that is happening to me is antagonistic to the word of God. I don't believe it. But why? Lord, I want to know. Listen, when, when demons are in operation, eh, the spirit of God can show you what to do. That's why we have dreams. We have, we have visions. We have revelations that come to us. Impressions that come upon our spirit. I tell Christians, if you pray in tongues a minute, if you pray in tongues for long, and certain impressions come into your heart, don't just treat them as, oh, they may be fantasies. Pray about it. Deal with them. For example, if you are praying, and all of a sudden, you saw your neighbor in a dream, sweeping around, and bringing all the debt to your house. These are probably them, but then maybe some way. Maybe we just go back into the spirit and say, Lord, anything that this dream has to do with my life, I return it. I reverse it. No, take care of it. After all, you are not going to attack him, have you? This why you going to attack him physically. That I will think you are not normal. Anything God reveals to you spiritually must be dealt with you spiritually. Sometimes you don't even need to to show the person but you are dealing with it. And when you are dealing with the thing spiritually and the person is there, the person will begin to feel the spiritual impact. That's where they, they will decide what to do. So, inquire of the Lord. Let the Lord give you understanding. Let somebody seek understanding. There are many things that are happening which are not right. Seek understanding. When your heart goes there in prayer and you pray, God will give you some understanding about it. Don't just accept it and allow it. Hmm? The Bible said, David inquired of the Lord. He said, Abiata, bring me the effort. That's the Old Testament way of inquiry. You go on your knees, go into prayer. Father, this thing that is happening, I don't understand it, but I'm praying. If there is anything behind it, 
reveal it and let your spirit take over and start praying. God will do something about it. He will give you some understanding. Number two, employ spiritual weapons to drive out any enemy in your space. Now, we are talking about taking control of your space. Employ spiritual weapons. Let me show you one scripture I like. Psalm, Psalm 68. Psalm 68. You see, when you are dealing with your space, eh, there are things you haven't seen. Perhaps God has not opened your eyes to see them. But you just want to make sure that I am in charge and not any devil. Is that okay? Now, look at 68. Let God arise. And let what? Be scattered. Let them also that hate me flee before me. Is that not it? Now, so when you make God arise, enemies will be scattered. Those that hate you will flee. Verse 2. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. How does smoke, how, how do we drive away smoke? Oh, science. How do we drive away smoke? Somebody is doing this. How can you drive away smoke? Eh? By what? You use the wind. The wind direction. <laughs> you don't do smoke like this. When you change the direction of the wind, or if you set off the fan, the smoke will vanish. Alright? <laughs> because smoke is a pollutant. It's in the atmosphere. So when demons are in the atmosphere, they become like what? Smoke. They choke you to death. And the Bible says, when you let God arise, he will drive them away. Thank God the Holy Ghost also has wind. When the Holy Ghost comes, he drives them out like wind. He chases them. He removes them out of the place. May the Holy Ghost be present in your house. So let always the presence of God be present around your house. Bring the presence of God in your house. And the enemy will be scattered. And those that hate you will be destroyed. And then he said, another thing, he said, and as wax melts before the fire, so let them, let the wicked one perish. As wax melts, that means another action of, of the wicked or of the demons is like wax. They are like smoke and wax. And again, fire is the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, there was wind and there was fire. So when it comes, no devil can say that's why those people got up and did the wonders. Every demon was cast out. The smoke left and the wax was melted. May every wax in your life be melted. May any wax. The wax is, is, is an aspect of satanic work. Amen. So the presence of God in your house makes you use the weapons of the Holy Spirit. The fire and the wind of the Holy Spirit. To work in your space the holy spirit must be present the last thing take authority over your space in accordance with the word of god using the power in the name of jesus and the power in the blood of jesus you must know this take authority open your mouth and take authority i take authority over my space in the name of jesus by the blood of the lamb i secure my space listen when you keep saying those things, the name of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus, the, the blood of Jesus, brother, that is, these are the two things Satan hates. One of the, I can tell that Satan doesn't like the fire of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't like the wind of the Holy Spirit. Another thing Satan doesn't like is the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. But that one, the blood of Jesus, you must speak. 
the fire, you must bring the presence of God, in, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Then the fire and the, and the Holy Spirit, uh, of the Holy Spirit and the wind of the Holy Spirit will come. But this one, when we say take control, it's something you must declare. Open your mouth and declare. There are times, listen to me, can I tell you this? There are times just praying in your, in your heart or in your mind is not enough because the devil must hear. The devil doesn't know what is in your mind. When we say take control, you must speak. Devil, I dislodge you from this place. Any demon that is resident around here, you cannot stay here. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, I come against you. When we use the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus, we will take control over every atmosphere and space that God has given us. But when we are quiet, they also stay. Am I talking to somebody? So taking authority means you must speak. Speak it. Amen. Behold, I give unto thee power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits are subject to you when you exercise dominion by speaking and, and taking authority. I give unto you power, tread upon them. Spirits are subject to you when you do that. Demons are subject to you when you do that. Devil is subject to you when you do that. And I will give thee, unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. That is your authority. Luke chapter 10, the verse 9. Uh, Luke chapter, Matthew chapter 16, the verse 19. The first one is Luke chapter 10, 1920. And the, the, the Bible says, Revelation chapter 12, the verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. So take authority. Tell somebody to take authority. And listen, as for that one, you must learn to speak. And don't speak in your head. I take authority in the name of Jesus. He has heard. The devil doesn't know what is in your mind. But when you say it, he knows. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed? How many of you want to take authority? And you want to take dominion? Stand on your feet.